his dad Jeff Burnham. This week we are talking about a couple of movies that can be best described I think using just one word. Alistair? Tomato. That's right. I mean it so loud. <laughs> so Al what are those movies? Kill the tomato first, kill the tomato second. That's right we watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes from 1978 and Return of the Killer Tomatoes from 1988. We were originally going to do the podcast specifically about Return of the Killer Tomatoes, but most of the major tomato monster stuff happens yeah. in the first one, so we definitely wanted to see about including the both of them. Back in the second one, it's about creating the tomato. Yeah, it's about creating tomato people. Absolutely, absolutely. They are two very different movies about very different things. Yeah. But what Alistair, I think, likes in movies, we got most from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, the yeah. original. Right? Yeah, that's the, like, the funnest because there's, like, all those, all those tomatoes everywhere and then the people don't know where it's Yeah, but... exactly. There's more tomatoes all over the place. Yeah. There's... And then they go everywhere and then they eat people and then... Not most of them get killed. There's some get killed in the movie, but not much. Not much of the tomatoes or the people? I mean, not much of the tomatoes get killed. Actually, a lot do in the end of the first one, for sure. Why? Remember when they lure them all into the stadium? Then, like, the nice guys win. But then the nice guys win, yeah. Then the people win, I mean. People. As usual, spoiler alert. So, let's talk about... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes first. Makes sense, I think, because that was the first movie. Do you want to get us started? Yes. So, in the first one... You have to talk into the microphone. The tomatoes actually are in the water. And there are people in the water. And then then it gets one of the people. Yeah, the the tomatoes at one point early on in (laughs) Attack of the Killer Tomatoes are floating around in the water, and we have sort of a Jaws spoof moment. I think the first movie can be best described the way that Alistair explained it when we were watching it today. Do you remember how you explained it, buddy? How you talked about the silliness of the movie? No, I don't remember the silliness. What Alistair said about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes while we were watching it was that the movie was really silly, but he wasn't laughing. A tiny bit of laughing in it, right? Yeah, I mean, we definitely laughed. I mean, we laughed about it, sure. But But a tiny, tiny bit, I guess. Yeah, not as much as you'd expect from a movie that's trying so, so hard to be funny. It's like a spooky music for a funny movie. Spooky music in a funny movie? Yeah. Sure, sure. That's a good one. 
Yeah, and we did have a very good time watching it because there's a lot of good tomato stuff. The tomato effects were cool, like when they had the giant tomatoes. So then, like, there's a bunch of helicopters coming, and then the tomatoes go on the helicopter. Then they go crazy, and then they crash. That's right. The helicopter crashes. Uh, That was actually really impressive, I thought, because they do legitimately crash that helicopter in the movie. The helicopter was turning, and then the bottom of it hits the police car a little bit, and then the police car doesn't move. I think it was further away from the police car than you think it was. I I don't think it hit the police car. It was just kind of behind it. I, I saw some white chunks flying. There definitely chunks of the helicopter did fly off. That is true. It really is impressive. I mean, for a movie that clearly cost very little to make, to actually crash a helicopter in your movie is pretty good. In in the second movie, it's not really like tomato because it's not about tomatoes. It's just tomato people. You know, tomato. That's right, yeah. So even though the sequel is called Return of the Killer Tomatoes, the tomatoes don't do so much killing as they did in the first one, right? The first one is about how tomatoes start eating people and taking over North America specifically, we know of. I don't remember hearing any dialogue about the rest of the world, but for sure the United States. If you know about it, remember this but Tomato. <laughs> yeah, so... That's all I have to say. That's all you have to say? Yeah, well, that's... That's a good thing to say, because what Alistair's quoting there is actually what I think is still the funniest scene in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes in the original, which is a scene later in the movie. Once tomatoes have begun to take over the United States, people become afraid of tomatoes to such an extent that even saying the word tomato terrifies people. So there's one bit, and I think it's probably the funniest part of the movie, where there's a guy sitting in a library and it's really quiet and he looks up at the camera really sneakily like he 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 i'm about to do something really terrible and then he says one word tomato and then everybody goes running and it's such a good gag they even include it in the sequel as well in return of the killer tomatoes it's about like funniness but not very funny it's funny because all the people are just sitting down, and then he really tomato. <laughs> I said so quiet. <laughs> for me. A lot of the humor in the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes falls very flat. A lot of the humor is really dated. There are some jokes in the movie at the expense of gender, sexual orientation, uh, various identities, or race, I mean, especially race, that would not be at home in movies in the modern era. Fortunately, Al missed that. Uh, Al also didn't seem to notice the language in the movie. There was some swearing, but Al didn't seem to notice that either. So that's good if you do watch this with your kid. There are, however, some jokes about race and sexual orientation and gender that are in poor taste in terms of today's humor, and you might not want to have your kid exposed to that. What did I miss? There were some jokes in the movie that weren't nice. Okay. One thing about the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is that you do find the introduction of some of the characters who would later be mainstays of the cartoon. Because as I pointed out to Alistair, there are in fact four movies 
in the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes series, as well as one animated series that aired in the early 90s. I don't have the year in front of me, but it was when I was a kid. I remember watching it Saturday mornings, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon show. What was that hard word to say you said? Animated? Yeah. Animated is a cartoon. Oh, I get it now. So what I was saying was that actually a number of the characters from the original film do end up appearing in the cartoon show. And actually a lot of the characters from Return of the Killer Tomatoes end up appearing in multiple films in the series as well as the cartoon show. Often with the same actor reprising the role time and time again. So it's like Sharknado but better than Sharknado. So um, why would you say that Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is better than Sharknado? Because it's funny and it has more, like, less serious, but more funny in it. That's less serious, more funny? Yeah. That's yeah, why sure. I mean, there's... That's why it's better. Yeah, there's very little seriousness in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It is pretty much goofiness from end to end. And there's a lot of jokes that might go over your head. You might not understand them. Kids are going to miss out on some of the jokes because specifically there are a lot of jokes that are about the late 1970s that are about specific companies or specific uh, trends in media. There's a gag, for example, that has a character who's sort of a salesman talking to one of the main characters. And as he's talking, there is a scroll of text going along the bottom of the screen talking about all the great deals you can get, right? Which is a kind of visual gag that kids today would not understand. That style of commercial is long gone. So there are plenty of goofy things with the tomatoes for the kids, but a lot of the humor will definitely be lost on them. The houses get crashed, but it's funny. The houses? Yeah, the houses. Then a giant tomato is coming after a guy, and then it tried to get the guy, and then the f- tomato flies out the curtain and uh, fly at the guy, because the guy ducks, and then... Okay, I see. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, a guy ducks a tomato attack, goes flying over his head. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts about the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes before we move on to the sequel? What's the sequel? Return of the Killer Tomatoes, the second movie. I guess three? Three more. Three more thoughts? Okay. Yeah. If you remember, you can have, like, tomatoes go everywhere, and then there's, like, a giant tomato, and then the guy looks... Behind and behind and behind, and then it looks behind again, then the man is gone, then it keeps going. My other question is, the lady loses her husband, but I don't know how the husband looks, and I don't know what tomato it was. Are you talking about the woman in the sequel, who's on the news, who says that her husband died in the Great Tomato War? Yeah. Yeah, she's a new character. Yeah, definitely, she's a new character. We don't know who her husband was. Huh? So, yeah, so I guess what you're asking is... Who, which one was her husband? Yeah, her husband was not, as far as I can tell, a character in the original. She's just a new character. A lot of people died in the Great Tomato War, we're told in the sequel. So, we're just left to assume that her husband was some random dude who was killed in the war. Then my last thought is that in the last of it... Like, there's the people, and then there's giant tomatoes, and then they put the music on, and then the tomatoes dance, and then they put the 
Right, yeah, the tomatoes, well, the tomatoes aren't dancing. The tomatoes are actually in pain when the music is being played. Why? Because it's a song that's so bad that it kills the tomatoes. That's how they solved the tomato problem in the first movie, is with music. They play a song that's just absolutely abysmal, and the tomatoes all die as a result of it, or, well, more specifically, the tomatoes lose the ability to attack the humans in that moment, and then the humans all just stomp the tomatoes because tomatoes are really squishy. So that actually ends up becoming a very important part of the narrative moving into the second movie, which is largely about tomatoes and their relationship to sound. So, in that, like, the music is so pain. Then the tomatoes die, and then all the little tomatoes fall out, and then they squirt the little tomatoes. Yeah, and they, they kill all the tomatoes, actually. Yeah. Which is how they win the Great Tomato War. One thing we didn't talk about that I think should be talked about is the fact that there are characters in the movie who are working for the FBI whose job it is to go out and find out what's going on with the tomatoes, right? They're experts in various fields who can, in theory, infiltrate the tomato forces and find out what they want or find out how to stop them, right? And we have four of those characters. One of these characters who is brought in by the FBI to find out what the tomatoes are up to is a disguise expert, now, Alistair, do you remember what happens with that guy? What disguise guy is it? Disguise is when you put on costumes in order to hide your identity, to hide who you are. Oh, yeah, like, I remember him. It's a guy, and he dressed up as a tomato, and then he asked for ketchup, and then the tomatoes knew it's not the guy. Yeah, he disguises himself as a tomato, and they're offering him food. What's the food they're offering him? I don't remember. It's people. Yeah. And so when they give him his food, he makes the biggest mistake. He asks for ketchup. And that's the last we see of him. Until Return of the Killer Tomatoes, of course, in which he does return, as do the Killer Tomatoes. What are your initial thoughts on Return of the Killer Tomatoes, Alistair? I don't have much questions because... I like the first one more than the second one, so I don't have yeah, much I figured you would. I had seen both of them as a kid. I haven't watched Return of the Killer Tomatoes since I was maybe 10. And Attack of the Killer Tomatoes I saw maybe when I was 13, right? The original I saw when I was maybe 13 or 14. So I hadn't seen Return of the Killer Tomatoes in ages, and I didn't remember that the movie completely lacked Killer Tomatoes in any sort of giant rolling eating people tomato sense, which is, I imagine, what you were looking forward to. So, we don't know how, but I figured it out. So, the tomatoes were and then they were over the people. That, that's, how, that's how I think they eat people. That's how you think they eat people, is by rolling on top of them? The big ones. The, the, the big ones, yeah, they don't have to do much. Yeah, they just have to, to roll over the top of you. Absolutely. And then the little ones eat them from the and oh, and then the little ones start eating you from the legs up? So they eat, if he, eat, if he, eat that part, then they eat that part. That's how I think. Yeah, they eat your legs from the feet up? You think that's how the little ones do it? They, well, what Alistair is miming at this point, which you can't see, obviously, is a tomato chomping its way up a person's leg. Yeah, and then it goes to the head. 
And then it goes to the head. Yes. Like that. Feet, legs, torso, head. Yeah. Yeah. All the way. Jump, 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 jump. But one thing that we should note is that that doesn't happen in Return of the Killer Tomatoes, does it? No. No. How many people get eaten by tomatoes in Return of the Killer Tomatoes? Zero. That's a good dramatic pause there, Alistair, because it really is pretty surprising re-watching this movie after many years to discover that there are, in fact, no killer tomatoes eating people in this movie. We do see all of the best tomato bits from the first movie, though. That should be noted. If you only see one of these movies and you see Return of the Killer Tomatoes, don't worry, you're not going to be lost. It's not like the first movie was a really sophisticated narrative. It's just one gag after another with the common bond being that people are being eaten by tomatoes around the world. The second one recaps that entire first movie in a pretty extensive sequence that copies a lot of gags from the first movie and replays, oh man, probably five minutes worth of material from the first movie. Well, two of the killer tomatoes is not like the first one because the second one is just like not fun. It's not funny at all. Not funny at all? Not funny at all. The first one is funny, but the second one is not funny at all. I would have anticipated that that would be your exact reaction because I don't remember you laughing once during that movie. The second one? Yeah. Do you remember laughing at all during Return of the Killer Tomatoes? No. Um. No, I don't recall you laughing at all. Dude, and you laughed was... a bit during the first one, but not at the second one so much. Um, the second one, I, I just, it was serious, so I didn't laugh at all at anything. <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't exactly describe Return of the Killer Tomatoes as a serious movie. It is a movie that is, like its predecessor, completely jam-packed with jokes. Whether or not you find those jokes funny, that's another story. But the jokes have very little to do with tomatoes attacking people, and instead are jokes that are actually rooted in meta-humor, which is, of course, humor that is about the process of making the movie itself, in this case. So there's one scene in which the characters are talking, and then the director yells cut and comes on screen and says, hey, we can't continue this movie anymore, we ran out of money, so this movie's done, we have, we have no more money left, we can't film any more of this movie. Which is, of course, a scene in this movie. That's the joke. And then one of the actors, who's actually George Clooney, says, well, why don't we try product placement, right? And so he starts showing off some products, and then every scene thereafter has some sort of blatant product placement in it, which is the joke. Now, is that funny? Maybe. But to you, Alistair, I seriously doubt you even noticed that joke. I think I did, but I... Don't know if I left or not. No, I, did, I, I don't not. think you did. There is also a lot of humor in this movie that is very specifically adult humor. Content that you might not want to have your kid exposed to or have to explain to your kid in the middle of a tomato monster movie. So that is definitely worth noting. These jokes are of a very body and suggestive nature, which is 
surprising for a movie rated PG. Today, PG movies would not have this much adult humor in them, or if it did have adult humor in it, it certainly wouldn't be so clear in its language and instead very specific adult acts are referred to so note that if anybody's listening who's thinking about watching this with their kids however alistair didn't seem to notice that because he was actually asking me a question or something during it i think we were maybe taking notes for the podcast while that particular passage of dialogue was taking place so maybe not a big issue if your kid's doing something else while watching the movie that said i don't think kids will really find much to enjoy in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. I know Alistair didn't seem to like it. That was a good question. That's it. (laughs) Okay, so it's a good question, but was there anything in this movie that you really enjoyed? Would you watch this movie again? What number is it? Return of the Killer Tomatoes. No. No. You didn't find much to enjoy in that movie? Was there anything you liked? No. What about FT? Yes. FT, do you want to explain what FT is for our listeners? He's a tomato, he's fluffy, and he's silly. At the end, he wears a hat and glasses like the other people. Yeah. FT, which is short for fuzzy tomato, is exactly what he sounds like. He's a fuzzy tomato. He walks around. He makes silly noises. He's basically exactly the sort of thing that would and does appeal to children, which is something that I recall liking about it when I was a kid, especially when FT was in the animated series, right? I mean, he's kind of the the mascot, the slimer of the Attack of the Killer Tomato series. And he can jump, so the people are trapped in a cage. So he was jumping up the stairs, and then he falls down the stairs, and then they write something for him, then they give it to him, then jumps up the stairs, and then falls down. So yeah, he's jumping up the stairs, falling down the stairs. And that's probably your favorite FT moment? Yes. What types of kids, or what age groups of kids, would you say would like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Hmm. I could say five, six, or seven, or eight, or nine. So why would you say those age groups specifically? Hmm. It's funny, and then the second one is not funny. Only the little fuzzy tomato is funny, but the other people are just serious. So what you're saying is the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes has a lot to offer kids watching the movie. Yeah, so whatever kids they want to watch it or want to or whenever they can watch it. The first one everybody should just watch, but I think people should not watch the second one anyway. Just watch the first one in the cartoon and the last. So the first one in the cartoon. The first one, the last one, and the cartoon. What do you mean, the last one? We haven't seen the last one. I mean, everybody. We should watch it, too. Okay, okay, sure. So. (laughs) Everybody in the world can do that. That's true. That's true. We'll, We'll watch the other ones, sure. And maybe we'll do another episode of the podcast about the other two movies. Good idea. Yeah, we'll do a follow-up, fill people in on whether or not the third and fourth installments live up to the first. We need to talk all four of So let's return to your recommendation of the sequel, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. You were saying what age group should watch that? What type of people should watch it? Nobody. 
<laughs> nobody Oof. nobody should watch Return of the Killer Tomatoes, according to Alistair. If you really enjoy 80s movies, adult-themed 80s comedies with lots of meta humor and women in bikinis, maybe check it out. John Astin is in it from The Addams Family, played Gomez. He plays Professor Gangrene in the movie, who's creating the tomato men, the warrior tomato men, who don't do much, but they're there and they're made of tomatoes. Otherwise, yeah, not really a movie that I anticipate other kids liking. Al didn't like it at all. I'm surprised that I liked it when I was a kid. Those men were not doing much. Returning for a moment to Al's recommendation regarding Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I definitely would reiterate that there are those racial jokes and gender-based jokes and jokes about sexual orientation that you may not want your kids to hear. So keep that in mind. But otherwise, yeah, there's a lot of goofy and fun stuff in there. People, you know, in scuba suits diving into water fountains in the middle of cities, that kind of goofiness. Plus giant tomatoes eating people, you know, and that's, that's good fun. That brings us to... Killer Tomatoes, Beastly Best. This is the part of the show where we talk about the coolest monster moments in the movies. Alistair, let's talk about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes first. What do you think was the best monster moment in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? It's a little hard to explain, but I know what it is. We'll give it a shot. I guess when the tomatoes are like... And the water, and then there's people, and then there's water in it. So the so the water-based tomato attack would be your number one beastly best of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Sure, there's a there's a lot of good moments with tomatoes in this. I agree, definitely. The tomato taking out the helicopter is pretty amazing. So like when like the giant 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 tomato beside her, and then she was screaming, and then she was going with. Slapping caught, but it was a short part of it. Sure, it's a really good moment, but it is it is very short. Yeah, I think the helicopter crash is also amazing. So I think like the helicopters were flying, and then the tomatoes going there, and then it crashes for no reason. Well, it crashes because one of the tomatoes flies up in the air and takes out the pilot. That's why it crashes. Oh, so it likes beat up the pilot and then they fall down. Basically, yes, yes. If nobody's driving the plane, it just falls down. That's all it does. Now let's talk about something that I think is going to be way more difficult to talk about, which is the beastly best in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. What would you say is the best monster moment in Return of the Killer Tomatoes? I think there's no beastly best. There's no beastly best in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. (laughs) <laughs> I I the don't think the only beastly best is is that funnier. That yeah, I don't. Fuzzy. I don't think I can disagree with you in that because the monsters are tomatoes that are turned into people, so it's basically just people, right? I mean, we don't actually have monsters doing anything. Ft is the only creature we have in the movie, and apart from Ft doing a couple random things like helping them get out of their cage, like you were talking about earlier. The movie doesn't have many beastly moments to speak of. That last one has a bunch, but the the first one has more. The first one has way more. I agree. All the way good more. tomato stuff is in the first movie, and all the good tomato stuff in the second movie is taken from the first movie and just shown again when the movie's recapped. So, like, 
the second movie has a a bunch, but the but the first movie has a bunch and a bunch. I guess like one hundred and one beastly bests. I guess. No, a hundred and one beastly bests. The second one has like I guess like uh, ten. Ten? Well, I think you're being pretty generous because you said earlier that I had none. I guess none. None. Yeah, none. Oh, you're gonna stick with none. Okay. Alistair, it's time to get spooked. This is the part of the show where we talk about the spookiest moments in the movie. I think there's like none. Yeah, it's a comedy, so the spookiness factor is very low. I don't know if there's some. I think it's like none, I guess. None? There was one moment that you did point out to me as being particularly spooky when we were watching it. And that was the beginning of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. The opening of the movie has a text opening, which talks about... Yeah, you remember this? It talks about how uh, Hitchcock released the movie Birds, and people were like, that's really dumb. But later, people were attacked by birds, and that showed them. The start is um, a lady is, like, watching something off, and then she sees a tomato in the sink right. Sure, sure. That was kind of, that might have been kind of spooky too. Yeah. That was the only spooky moment. Well, you did point out when I was reading the text in the beginning of the movie that that was kind of spooky. But that might have been mostly because I was attempting to do my very best John Larroquette uh, voicing the opening of Texas Chainsaw Massacre impression. So I was reading it like the opening of Texas Chainsaw. And, yeah, that would be kind of spooky if read that way. But then you're right. There is that scene with the woman and the tomato in the sink drain that, yeah, has a bit of spookiness to it. Sure, I can buy that. How about Return of the Killer Tomatoes? I think there's four, but I... So you really think there's four? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Tell me the four spooky moments in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. I can't think of one, so it's all on you, man. The first one is, like, funny, and then the second one is the one where, like, he, like, puts the tomatoes, and then he puts a button, then it turns into anybody. So, you found Dr. Gangrene's experiments with the tomatoes turning tomatoes into people spooky? Okay, I mean, I can buy that. The movie's really silly. Both of these movies are purposely really, really silly. So, if you had said that there was no spooky moment in either of these movies, I totally would have bought that. Well, Alistair, that brings us to the end of Get Spooked. Do you have any final thoughts about either movie before we wrap this up? Tomatoes! (laughs) If you want to keep up to date on what Cadavercast is doing, you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Cadavercast. You can also find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. And you can shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and don't want to ask us on Facebook or Twitter. Email us at cadavercast, that's one word, at gmail.com. You've been listening to Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. We want to thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody.
Hey, Al, I've got a question for you. Yes. Do you like podcasting? Yes. Do you want to go to college someday? Yes. Well, guess what, listeners? You can help us with both those things. If you like what you hear on CadaverCast and want to hear more in the future, help us keep the lights on, so to speak, by heading on over to our network's GoFundMe page at gofundme.com slash wordsaladpro. Any donations you make there go toward supporting the amazing content at Word Salad Productions. But that's not all. We here at CadaverCast aren't doing this podcast to get rich. I mean, if I wanted to get rich, I wouldn't have gone into education, right? No, this is about nurturing my relationship with my son Alistair and helping him grow up to be as critical and well-spoken as humanly possible. That said, I'm pledging here that any money the podcast brings in over basic upkeep will go straight into Alistair's college fund. So, if you want to help us keep the content coming and support this little guy, who I hope you find as sweet and entertaining as I do, head on over to gofundme.com slash wordsaladpro and donate today. It's for our bonus.